Seven Land presents Paralyzed. It was four o'clock on a Friday. The bar I was sitting in was a little hole in the wall and was starting to pick up patrons. I sat in the corner under a flat screen TV showing a soccer game. The bartender had made me three whiskey sours already as I waited for Julia. I was in the small town of Adams, not all that far from Charlemont in Leiden Falls. It's been three weeks since the day David was gunned down at the gas station. I never left Massachusetts. Once everything settled, I contacted Julia, which wasn't easy. And luckily for me, she agreed to meet up. But I made sure to pick a bar that had a back door, in case she decided to get frisky and tell the cops about my whereabouts. I was on the lam. There was no going home now. I really fucked things up this time. Another drink gone. Where was this girl? Hello. I spun around to see Julia standing behind me. So much for being on guard. Luckily, there were no cops in tow. She seemed nervous. She wore a denim jacket, black pants, and a maroon beanie. Hi. She hesitated a moment and then sat on the stool next to me. You been here long? 30 minutes, I think. Sorry. It's okay. I wasn't sure if I wanted to come. I almost backed out. Oh? This feels wrong. I'm sorry to put you in a situation like this. I've been busy. I know. Do you? They found my parents hanging in the woods, cut open. The same place they found Steve, Charlie, Beth, Esther, and the rest of them. I buried my parents two weeks ago, and now I have to figure out what to do with the house. I can't even be around it. I won't even go to the property. I've had my aunt down to help handle things. I'm sorry. And what about you? What about me? Where have you been? Around. I signaled the bartender. He brought me another whiskey sour. For you? 28 years and nothing. And now, ever since that night, I can't stop. That's all it takes. I'll have whatever you're having. Take another one, on my tab. You got it. Thanks. It's the least I can do. We sat in awkward silence until the bartender returned with Julia's drink. You were on the news. Still are. I looked up to another TV to see a news story about the murders in Leiden Falls. What did you tell them? The cops? Yeah. The truth. They think I'm nuts, that I was on something. 
didn't help that they found so many empty pill bottles in the house. Luckily for me, they ran a blood test and found nothing. What did you tell them about me? That you ran off. I looked around the bar. No one was looking at us, but I was still uncomfortable talking about this so freely. Hey, let's go outside. Okay. the country. I might just do that. But, but are you sure you want to do that? I can't go back. It's my fault. I took David from his hospital bed, brought him here, and then he kills those people and, and no one's going to believe what actually happened. Sometimes I think it was my fault. What? I, I jumped in front of him when Steve had the gun. It's not your fault, okay? Julia nodded and sipped her drink. Julia, there's a reason why I haven't left yet. I made a promise to David that I would figure out what's going on. He may be gone now, but I can still solve this. What is there to solve? It's over. No, sadly it's not. What? I have a list of names, all tied to similar murders. I've been doing research. This isn't over yet. It is for me. I took a moment to collect myself. Actually, Julia, it's not. What? What are you talking about? I'll try to simplify this the best I can. When Sefton Trust killed those people two years back, there was one survivor. The next-door neighbor. Months after the murders, after Trust was dead and in the ground, the neighbor reappeared in the spotlight, acting a little... odd. Odd? He contacted authorities several times, complaining about weird sightings. Like what? Things that weren't easily explained. He ended up moving from Leyden Falls. No one heard from him for a while, but I tracked him down. And? And he Baker acted himself a year ago. They held him for three days. Then he checked himself into a psych ward. So? The things he described were nightmarish. What? How do you know all this? Because I talked to him two days ago. He moved from Leyden Falls, but he still lives in the state. What? I talked to him. I think I'm going to go. Julia, wait. I can't listen to this. It's too much. I wanted to talk to you in person for a reason, Julia. The things he talked about were similar to things I've been experiencing. Headaches, visions, sickness. So what? You have the same thing David had? I... I don't think so. But this man was pulled into trust nightmare. Just like I was pulled into David's at the campground. I'm starting to see things, experience things, unpleasant things. Whatever this nightmare world is, I'm a part of it now. And Julia, in a few months, I think you will be too. No. No. Julia. Stop. I don't want to hear this. That's why I'm still here. I'm trying to figure this out. I won't wind up like David. I'm not saying you will. But I think that being in David's nightmare somehow changed us. It hasn't affected you yet, but it will. You don't know that. And when it does, Julia, it won't be easy to cope with. I took out a pill bottle and popped two in my mouth. I washed them down with the rest of my drink. Elliot Benson. That was Trust's neighbor. 
When I talked to him, he told me that he tried committing suicide several times. His last attempt was two months ago. He told me that the mental breakdowns were a common occurrence now. I don't know where I'll be tomorrow. I'll be living day by day. But I'm going to figure this out. I have to. She didn't say anything. She just stood there. I got up and pulled out some cash. I'm gonna go pay for this. I don't have a cell anymore. I don't have a credit card. And I won't be in Adams much longer. But just know, when things do start getting bad, I'm somewhere trying to figure out how to fix it. How will I contact you? Don't worry. When I figure this out, I'll contact you. Good luck, Julia. With that, I walked back inside, paid my tab, and walked out to the front. I knew I wouldn't see Julia for a long time, if ever. I hoped for the best. Maybe it wouldn't affect her as it did me or Elliot. It didn't matter now. What's done is done. The only thing that mattered was finding out how to stop this, whatever this was. To help the next person, the next trust, the next Sanders, the next David Summers. That night, when I finally fell asleep in the hot motel room, I dreamt of David. We were in the woods. His arms were bound to a tree. He was asking for help, but he was too high up. I couldn't reach him. Instead, I sat by the trunk of the tree and did nothing. Kent appeared and sat next to me. He didn't say anything. He just stared at me. It made me nervous and scared. I tried talking to him. His mouth opened, but no words came out. His wide eyes and agape mouth made me uncomfortable. I got up and walked away from him, away from David, who continued to struggle and call for help. When I woke up, the sheets were soaked in sweat. I got up and went to the sink. It was four in the morning. I splashed my face with water. I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry. I took two more pills and chased them down with the rest of a warm beer sitting on the end table. I climbed back into the wet sheets and stared up at the cracked ceiling. I was just about to close my eyes when I noticed a moth fluttering around. I felt a tear slide down my cheek. The moth fluttered away. I felt empty. I rubbed my side and closed my eyes and cried myself to sleep.